Hi, everyone. It's Jen Newall. In this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast, I sat down with Mihaila Berciu, and we talked about the power of your words and how to be a more intentional communicator. I love the conversation around words. It's something that I know that I can do a better job of being more intentional with. And she gave really great insights in terms of some words that I never even thought about in terms of how they could be perceived and why we want to be very intentional with making sure that myself and the person I'm talking to have the same definition. But let me tell you a little bit more about Mihaila Bersiu. Using her core values model, Mihaila works with and advises board members, top-level managers, angel investors, and senior professionals seeking to excel in their careers and improve performance to drive even greater success. Mihaila's client portfolio ranges from banking, financial consulting, pharmaceuticals, FMCGs, retail, fashion, television, aviation services, and more. I feel like that is a ton. She received her executive coaching certification from Cambridge University, an MBA from the American University in London, and studied psychology of mind and theory of knowledge at Oxford University. She hosted a national TV show and viewed by hundreds of thousands and is the author of two best-selling books, Dress for Success and Success is in the Details. Her mission is to get leaders to experience their excellence by exploring values, understanding aspirations, removing barriers, and visualizing the path to their personal and professional success. Let's now envision that world where we can communicate better as Mihaila and I start to talk about the power of your words and the language that you use. Enjoy. Mihaila, we are talking about a topic that I just think is so exciting today, and I just loved your energy when we met during the pre-call. You have such a profound story, and that really demonstrates the topic that we're going to be talking about today, and I'm so excited that you're here, so I just want to start by saying, Mihaila, like, thank you so much for coming on the show, for taking the time. I, it's really been a pleasure to meet you, and I'm just excited to introduce you to our guests. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I am very, very excited to be here today. Yes. And well, maybe tell our audience where you're joining from today. You are across the pond from me. I am here I in am. Denver, Colorado. I'm in London, uh, United Kingdom. So yeah. yes, we are meeting from across the waters. Yes, I love it. Well, we're going to be talking to our audience about understanding the power of our words and the language that we use. A really important topic because, hey, it's going to impact everything we do. Now, before we jump mm -hmm. into the show, because Mihaila has got a lot of great insights and ways that you can really strengthen your intention and how you communicate, I want her to just, you know, Mihaila, if you could just share a little bit more about yourself, talk about your story and how you came to be, because I was inspired by your story and I know that someone will be too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so my my story um, is um, quite um, diverse, <laughs> to, to put it uh, in a in a an uh, interesting way. I grew up, I was born and grew up in Romania um, during um, communism, the the most of the the most dire of the, the communisms in, in Eastern Europe. Um, so um, that kind of um, showed me, or, or, or rather it until I was about uh, 16, when, when the revolution happened, um, I was very 
much um, under the fear of words, of what I'm saying and to whom I'm saying it. Um, so that kind of, um, you know, it was at the, the beginning of this um, relationship, <laughs> romance between me and words. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like that's a very, you know, if I think about other people and I, I'm sorry to interrupt your story, I don't know if other people had that stark, like, you really need to pay attention to your words moment in yeah. their life. You know, there's a high stake, uh, high mm. stake consequences if you're not doing that. And many Very. of us have never been faced to do that because we haven't necessarily had those high stakes consequences of not. Mm. And so Exactly. And, and I think that the moment that I was mostly sort of faced with that um, you know, be careful what what you what you say and how you say it. Um, it was after I uh, visited London for the first time uh, when I was fifteen, and uh, for me it was mind blowing. It was my second trip uh, in the in the West, and my first one was when I was thirteen in uh, Western Germany, and I was blown away that there that such a world world exists. Um, uh, compared to the world I was living in, they were like complete, complete opposites. But then when I was, you know, 15 and I, uh, 15, 16, and I traveled to London, I was more mature uh, emotionally as well. So facing again, and, and I was in London for longer, it was, uh, it was a month. Um, so I, I actually had the time to experience living in, in such a place. And the abundance of everything for me was just insane because I was coming from a place where there was nothing, absolutely nothing in, in, in shops. And um, so when I went back, you know, my mind was like on fire. And of course, I was very excited, but at the same time, I was very frustrated. And I was, you know, I'm a Leo, so I'm quite vocal, and I I was vocal from from a very young age. So my parents had to sit me down and say, "Okay, we get it. We get the excitement. We get everything you're going through, but you have to to just shut up. You have to be very careful." who you share that experience with and but mostly uh what you what, what you're going to say because at the time um if you said anything i mean you didn't have to say anything against the party and the guest against the the beloved president uh if someone thought or heard you in a way that could have been interpreted as saying something against the the party and the and the system um my parents would have been, you know, in, in, in big, big trouble because I was a minor. And of course, I wouldn't have been in, in any trouble because uh, I, I wouldn't have been uh, responsible um, for my words, <laughs> for my actions. But my parents would have had to, to uh, pay for that. And so it was it was a real danger. It wasn't, oh, you know, don't show off don't you know it's it's rude to show off and you have to be you know modest and all of that no it was actually you know life and death um kind of situation so that's when you know it, it was reinforced to me um the power you know of, of language the power of words and how um if you're not careful and if you just throw words around they can do a lot of damage 
uh, instead of uh, do 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 good. Um, I mean, again, I cannot, <clears throat> you know, I, I can't even picture growing up with that level of fear of mm-hmm. how our words could be used against us, against our parents, against someone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm so intrigued by childhood brain development and early brain development, not that I'm an expert in it, but how you were able to persevere and to take that that intentionality that you had to learn for as more of a survival purpose. And now you're taking it into the world to help them understand that. And heck, everyone listening, your words may not have these high stakes consequences, but it doesn't mean that you don't want to pay attention to them because the consequences you see, they might be great in the form of turnover or lack of productivity or disengagement. But you had mentioned at the back of it, that you were talking about the problem with words. And so that's the great, you know, the starting question. So Mihaila, what is the problem with words? What's the problem with words? What do you mean? Like <laughs> we, we speak these all the time. I don't know. There's a problem with them. I know the bad words we're supposed to avoid, but what's the problem with words? Well, you'd be surprised how some words, uh, as innocent as they seem, they can actually be bad words because you don't know exactly how the other person hears uh, hears them, and you don't know the, their experience with th- those those words. And in today's world, where we meet people from you know all, all various cultures, various languages, maybe maybe the translation from another language means something else. Um, but You're also, bringing up a laugh that I have right now, and if if you know, you know, I'm not going to say it. But Kylie Jenner just named her child. I think there was a big movement on TikTok that talked about what the origin name of that was in another language. And that's like more of a pop culture reference of not maybe paying attention to that or even going back to another Kardashian reference, Kim Kardashian and trying to initially use the word kimono, not paying attention to how that word is used and perceived and valued in a different culture. Exactly, exactly. And if you know, if you think, uh, if, if you if you take those two examples, those are people who have teams of of marketing, uh, teams of PR people, teams of everything, and they still, you know, they still um, created um, or, or made made a mistake uh, uh, um, un- unawarely, you know, uh, made a mistake. So, but now bring that to you know, us, the the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> that don't have a team. We just have ourselves and our own self-restraint and self-awareness. And, and our our minds and our um uh vocabulary. Um but I also apart from that, um uh, I also you know strongly believe words do carry energy. So uh when you say something uh it it will very likely, you know, it, it depends on how, how it matches the, the en- energy of the person receiving. And if uh, probably if I would have to give uh, a piece of advice, and it's actually the piece of advice that I give to my clients is when you say something, don't say it for yourself, say it for the other person. Don't, you know, it's not a conversation with yourself when, it, when, it's, a, when it's a conversation. It's about the other person. So be mindful uh, about that. And um, I know it's, it's, it, it may sound, you know, uh, um, that you can 
you can be inauthentic because you'd have to maybe change the words. But it's it's you, in my opinion, you become much more authentic when you start thinking how what I'm saying can affect the other person. And because uh, then you build a different kind of trust and the, the, the channels of communications open in magical, magical ways. Yes, I in that example, it happened. You and I had the pre-call and then I had a miscommunication with with someone about a deadline and we were talking about something. What I heard is that it was due, you know, yesterday and, and what and when we actually came to follow up this conversation and I talked we talked about like my friction because I, I worked a really, really long day then to get this done. What then I found out is that they meant to say it was supposed to be due on Tuesday, but if it goes to next week, that's fine. <laughs> mm. I didn't hear that. So I put in a 14 hour day to get it done. And yeah. I was frustrated because it was a surprising deadline to me. But then to find out that that actually wasn't what they meant. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does. It does. And that's why there is so much conflict out there, you know, uh, that is completely unnecessary because um, if, if, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, you, you've heard and read and maybe some other guests spoke about it, but, um, there, you know, when, you, when you listen, if you listen to, to, um, respond, uh, you will never understand exactly the message because you're in, in, in a rush, you're in a rush to, to, you know, splur out your, uh, opinion. So, um, if you if we take that it, it, instead of listening to understand, uh, and that's where the power of listening is, listening to understand rather than listening to to respond or to react. And when if if we take that and we turn it around, if you speak, you know, to be understood, rather than if you speak to to draw a reaction, the the interaction will be very very different and when when we're in a rush and we're you know uh, uh, way too often in a rush we don't listen to understand we yeah. just hear something and that's it we react and we don't hear the the rest of the message and we we miss miss out uh on the essence of the message i wonder how much those miscommunications where we say something really quick, we all do it. I absolutely do it and think like, did you get that? I didn't even check to see if you got that. Hopefully you got that. I mean, mm -hmm. so many times I think we, I wonder, I just wonder how much that those types of miscommunications where we say something really quick, knowing that we don't get the FaceTime that we necessarily used to of how much they've, you know, miscommunication has increased just because we don't have necessarily that face-to-face -face conversation anymore with people. Mm. So much of it is electronic or it's yep. just that it might be a one and done. We have our virtual meeting. This is what I said. And then there's not another time that I can see you unless there's a meeting or blank. Yep, exactly. We, we're too rushed, definitely too rushed in uh, in in our communications but also the other thing is uh where a lot of um conflict and and miscommunication let's say comes from is we think a lot before 
we actually get to the point of saying something. And we are so accustomed with everything we have been thinking of that when we say something, in, uh, in in the desire to be, you know, uh, succinct, to, to be quick, to, you know, not waste time, we sort of say something with the having the belief that the other person knows what we mean, because we're so accustomed by now with our our thoughts. And um, and then they get, you know, a phrase and they're like, what the hell was that all about? You know, and you're like, well, what is so difficult to understand? You know, because you've had hours <laughs> of thoughts in your head about that, whereas this person has been thrown a phrase and uh, with the expectation that they'll get it like this. Well, they won't. They won't. First of all, the, when we speak to them, their mind is somewhere else. So. You know, the first step is bring them in the room with you, you know, align them with the topic and then start talking about it. And then always, always, always ask, you know, is this, you know, did you did you get what I meant to say? You know, what what did I mean to say? Or if they say something, you know, I always ask, what does that mean? To the most simplest things, uh, what does that mean to you? And then they're like, well, what do you mean what it means to me? I mean, exactly that. What does it mean to you? And then when they start explaining, I said, oh, okay, because to me it means this. And they're like, oh, really? Yeah. And then, you know, you clarify and you leave that room with a positive outcome. And uh, Otherwise, you just leave the room and you start going into overthinking because you're uncertain of what was that all about. And just like it happened to you, you ended up working extra hours, extra hard, uh, when maybe 30 seconds more of clarification would have led to a very different outcome. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there, and I'm, I know I'm not alone and I share that example. And and even I want to say this, the person that I had that conversation with is a lovely person. We just had miscommunication. And I think mm -hmm. that's important to remember that you know, assume positive intent with people. I, I didn't assume it very well. I was very frustrated on Monday, but I did approach the follow-up conversation very objectively and just, you know, talking about what we can do differently going forward. Assume mm. positive intent. Crosshelm is a global organization dedicated to developing effective leaders. Companies all over the world have seen their managers transformed into leaders through our award-winning and accredited leadership development programs. Our signature BPM program provides interactive management training with a results-oriented curriculum and prime networking opportunities. If you're interested in learning more about our flagship program and developing your managers into leaders, please visit our website to find a leadership trainer near you. Or maybe you yourself have always wanted to train and develop others. Crestcom is a global franchise with ownership opportunities available throughout the world. If you have ever thought about being your own boss, owning your own business, and leveraging your leadership experience to impact businesses and leaders in your community, Crestcom may be the right fit for you. We're looking for professional executives who are looking for a change and want to make a difference in people's lives. Learn more about our franchise opportunity on the Own a Franchise page of our website at crestcom.com. You talked about, and I want to dive into this, because why do we need to care about the power of our words? And you hit on the point of not all words are created equal, and we don't all define them the same. 
when I think of that, I think of even the word success, that Mm. success is an entirely different, very personal definition of what we think success looks like. Whether I know for me, my 20 year old self is like doing everything perfect the first time because you're amazing. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, obviously the ego, the like perfection, it didn't work. But what examples do you, um, what examples do you kind of see where people might misuse, you know, or use one definition and one word and then someone else perceives it as the other. I mean, success is my favorite one to ask because you can kind of learn a lot about what's your definition of success. And most people haven't thought about it. Yeah. Well, another one that is very often used with, again, you know, uh, 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 endless meanings and understandings is imagination. It's, you know, imagination. You can, you can tell someone that's your imagination saying you're a bit crazy. I never said that, you know, that's all in your head. Or you say, well, use your imagination, which is a positive thing, you know, learn, be be more creative, be fearless, go with it. Um, or say, well, in your imagination is going to happen that, which is like never, you know, don't even think about it. So it goes on and on and on and on. And yes, there's a lot of intonation you know that gives meaning to to words but it's it's choosing the right words that makes the makes the difference and one one example that I can give uh, especially when I work with leaders regarding their teams and their interaction with their teams is when they say everything is so complicated and I say well it's is it complicated or is it complex yeah and then they're a bit like, uh, well, hmm. well, what's the difference? Well, you tell me, is there a difference between complicated and complex? And then they realize that actually complicated is a negative word. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's not, you're not in a good place if something is complicated. Whereas if something is complex, it's much more positive, it's much more, you know, uh, um, uh, much more interesting to work with and it it takes away a lot of heaviness in in that uh in that in interaction and in how you regard uh whatever you know it was complicated but became complex so it's much um much more um lighter to yes. deal with or um, that's a really powerful example because Even just rooting that, if you go to your team and you're like, this is really complicated, you're just creating a stress response for them. We have the opportunity to solve this complex challenge. You know, it's Mm. complex, but I know if we break it down, we can figure it out. Exactly. That positive, I feel like there's motivation within those words and that tone of paying attention of like the right word choice and it's framing. Mm. Absolutely. (laughs) Changes the whole dynamic. Um, and it's the same is the same. Another example would be problem versus question. If you go to someone and, and this is something I would actually encourage, you know, your 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 listeners, uh, our listeners to do go to someone, anyone, whether you know them or not, it doesn't matter and say, I have a problem. Immediately, their body body language will change because when it's a problem is alarm you know, and they become alert. They become like, oh my God, what's going on? I, I don't need your problems. You know, I, I if you say I have a problem, well, it's your problem. Deal with it. I don't need your problems. Whereas if you go and say, I have a question, 
they open up because then you they 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 connect with you and they think oh well this person must really you know look look up to me if they come to me with a question they you know that's good that's nice so they become curious they want to help you it's and, and at the end of the day it's the same thing yeah you know but it's it's just reframing it it's just approaching it in a in a very different way thinking about how can i say this in a way that doesn't, you know, arm them up in a way that disarms them, that allows them Mm -hmm. to enter the conversation. And it's, you know, I think we don't take the time to slow down and do that. We just Mm -hmm. don't. We're all way too rushed, way too busy. The expectations of what we're supposed to accomplish in in a day is increased and the hours are still the same. And it's so interesting, you know, and Crestcom CEO will say this, like there's always, you know, we obviously teach leadership. You're in the leadership space. We're never going to have a world where we're not learning about communication. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. But that's that's the fun of it. You know, that's what I find very interesting and very engaging with with communication because it's it's just wonderful. You know, it's just a, a great place to to push yourself, to challenge yourself, to learn, to grow, to. I yeah. love it. Well, let's, let's dive into it. Okay. Let's think about, you know, how can we, how can we do that? Because again, and I will say this, and I've, I've sat in this chair for a while, like self-awareness is legitimately one of, from how I see it, one of the hardest things to build. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but there also is a piece of ownership that needs to happen for you to actually build the self-awareness. And so as yeah. we're talking about what you can do, you know, be curious and gentle with yourself. If you've noticed some things that maybe you didn't do well, like it's okay, you can do something Mm. different. But let's talk about the how, how we can do this. How can you increase your self-awareness around language? Um, Well, first of all, uh, pay attention to what other people say and how how they react. Because if, um, for example, if they say, oh, I knew you were going to say that, that it means there's something you use regularly. So um, think of that. What is it? Why am I using and why are people reacting like that? Or if you think, if you go towards someone um, with something and their reaction seems to be out of proportion with how, with how, how you know big or, or small the problem is uh, or whatever issue you raised with them, um, then you have to go back and say, okay, how did I address this? And um, it's always after the fact for a while until you build, you know, that awareness to react in in the moment and then before the moment. So you're you're you become in control of how what langu- language you use. But more than that, the 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 fun part uh, of this b- building this awareness is just play with words. Just play with words, you know, is and with your thoughts is um, going back to maybe the problem, you know, I have a problem. Well, is it really a problem? You know, what what does a problem mean? And then you start playing around and what's a different word uh, for for problem? You know, I see, I, I love, if I see or I hear a word, I just go in, in my, you know, in my app, dictionary app, and I just look at synonyms. And I just play around those words and I think, oh, maybe this one sounds better. And this is more closer, you know, to what I want to to express. And the other thing is 
always ask people, what do you mean by that? Mm. What does this word mean to you? Even if it's a simple word, a word like problem, what does it, that mean to you? Because maybe for me and my background and the way I grew up, problem is life or death. Yeah. But for you, is a mild inconvenience. So when you come to me and say, I hear the word, word prob, uh, problem coming out of your mouth, my senses go like, dew, 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 you know, alarm, alarm, alarm. And you're like, what's going on? You know, because it's not a big deal. And then I think, well, maybe it's not a big deal for you, but clearly it is a big deal if you use this word. So have build more awareness on the fact that uh, with curiosity uh, that other people um, for, for the, the same words might mean other things for other people and also they have different intensities yeah. for that, for different uh people that is a really great example because i think that there are you know, if we think about the power of words in terms of the emotional reaction that happens in your body when you hear a particular word, that mm. you might have someone that's like, oh, I'm a problem solver. I can handle any level of problem that's come my way. Well, yeah, it all mm. depends on how you divide problem. If problem for someone else is life or death, is a high stakes thing, they're naturally going to have that reaction. And so mm. kind of saying like, I'm really great because I'm a, a problem solver and then maybe not taking into account that someone looks at it differently based on their background. It's not that they're not yeah. capable. It's not that they, you know, can't do the task, but they are going to have different triggers with these words. Mm. I, I love yeah. hearing the word problem. Like, and I think mm. it's important in the age where we really do need to be mindful of people's background and experience <clears throat> of how they've come today to create a great environment for them. Like we need to understand how people do that. And it's not to say, I'm going to give you a list of words and now let's all write out our definition of that. It's what you just said. I'm like, what does that mean to you? I love that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And for example, I had a, a big issue with the word help because in, in school growing up, if you ask the question or if you ask the teacher for help, they would call you all the names in the world and you know that you're stupid you're incapable you didn't pay attention and you know it was it was really so i grew up you know never ever asking for help so when i heard even if i heard the the word help i would be like you know no or if, if someone asked me do you need help no i'm not right. stupid you know i'm not there i love that i'm not, like, I'm not stupid <laughs> yeah Exactly, because that was that was my relationship with that word. And there were people who were very kind in offering help and asking me if I needed help. But I, for me, that meant, you know, an insult. That meant they looked at me as, as, as you know, being, being stupid, being whatever I heard growing up. And it's a very common and, and, and very... Um, of yeah very common word you know that you would never think twice of how would that impact someone else you you know right because you from... think it's like i'm here to help can't you see that i'm trying to help you Mihaila? i just yeah. want to help you exactly and, and then i would take that as a big insult and i would be like who the hell does she think she is you know does she i mean i'm i'm not stupid why does she keep insisting to help me you know 
I just, and I that's how <laughs> I love it. Sorry. Continue on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's how easy, you know, that's how easy it, it is to, to end up, start with a good intention and end up, you know, insulting someone or, or end up in some kind of conflict and you, you don't even understand why and, and what did just happen. My God. Now, I know, gosh, I've just really enjoyed this conversation, but I know that we have to wrap. And so maybe, you know, the other thing, if you're a leader that's sitting there like, okay, I need to be more intentional with my words. I, I really want to check for clarification that we're on the same page. What are ways that we can build that self-awareness around the words and the language that we use on our teams? Can you do that? Or is it just more of describing the difference? Or would you have a protocol where you're like, yeah, here are the common words that we actually use. And then let's set these almost as team norms. Or how would you maybe advise a leader? It's, to it's just open, open conversations and encourage, you know, those conversations within the team as well, especially in today's world where people come from such different backgrounds and such different cultures and never, ever take anything for granted. Not not even the simplest word as help or problem or success or, you know, uh, uh, whatever, whatever um, else it is. And um, having intentional conversations it's it's not as as hard as it sounds and it's not it's very fulfilling um and the beauty of it is it might sound like it it, it would take longer it actually takes a lot less because once you understand something you'll know and then the, the the future conversations will be very different and you will avoid a lot of unnecessary, um, um, you know, um, uh, disagreements or, or, or frustration or uh, extra hours as it <laughs> happens. So tiredness, stress, um, all of that is it's just by having uh, that awareness and intention to align, to understand, and to to speak in a way that is for the other person is not is not for you. It's not about you. I love this, Mihaila. Really thinking through how might this be perceived? Perception is reality. What is their perception mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. word, Mihaila? How can people get in touch with you? Uh, what's my my uh, website, uh, which is mihailabersiwu.com, my first name and my surname.com, or all my social, all the regular social media channels uh, where I am, again, Mihaila Bersiwu. Thank you so much for taking your time. Thank you for helping us slow down to think about how we can be more effective communication or communicators by paying attention to the power of our words. I really appreciate the conversation and your time. And thank Thank you for stopping by. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast. You know, I never really thought about problem. I never thought about that as a word and how people might arm up. I understand that it can be a trigger word, but I never until this conversation really thought about why we need to pay attention to what that might mean as it relates to someone's experience in life. So I really appreciated a lot of the things that I could maybe adjust in my style, such as complexity versus complicated. 
Now, if you enjoyed this conversation with Mihaila Bercio, or you know someone that could benefit from hearing this, maybe they're a new leader, maybe there's someone that wants to improve their communication style, share this podcast episode with them. And if you want to get in touch with Mihaila, you can find her at MihailaBercio.com. And she's also everywhere on social under that name, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And in closing, if you are looking to help develop your leaders' communication styles, to help them deliver results the first time, that's where Crosscom can help you. So head on over to Crosscom.com. We would love to come into your organization and offer a two-hour leadership skills workshop that's fun and engaging and will leave your leaders asking for more. Until next time, everyone.